Hello adventurers and welcome back to Commune, the DM's Essentials Kit. My name is Alec and I'll be your Dungeon Master for the evening. In this episode I talk with Shando, the D&D mom. They are a TikTok creator, Twitch streamer, and an anchor in the D&D community. Come hang out while we talk about fighting for inclusivity in the hobby, found family in the D&D community, and the inception of Bar Community College. So with that said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Commune. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Commune Podcast. My name is Alec. I will be your dungeon master for this evening, and I'm excited. I have Shando, the D&D mom, with me. Hi. How's it going? How's it going? Oh, you know. Just another day. Walking and talking. Quarantined paradise. <laughs> yeah. Coronaville. Oof. Coronaville yeah. Station is not the place I want to be Mm-mm. anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you want to kind of introduce yourself for the people, I'm sure they already know who you are. But yeah, let them know what you're at, what you're doing. Yeah, um, I'm Shando. I go by the D&D mom on all social media, except for Facebook, because Facebook. (laughs) You don't need any more like explanation other than it's just (laughs) Facebook and I don't want to be there. Yeah, Uh, I'm an educator by trade. That's what my paycheck is. And uh, I am a apparently a D&D content creator (laughs) for for not paycheck. Right. <laughs> when did you discover D&D? How did you kind of fall into the tabletop role play game community initially? And then where did that all start budding for you? It's a good question. Well, I've always been a nerd, but not an RPG nerd. When I was younger, I was I was like a horse girl, but for marine biology. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I was a seahorse girl. Seahorse girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I really like science. I really like science fiction. Yeah. I was the vice president of the applied science fiction club at my high school. That's and so cool. what what that was was essentially we would meet once a week and watch episodes of the X Files and yes. talk about it. That's the best club to be in in high <laughs> yes. school, right? It has to be. Yes, I was one of the founding members. Oh, that's so cool. My other hobbies were music. I was really into music. I'm not really a talented musician or anything like that. Uh, But it wasn't until I was like a grown-ass adult that I got into D&D and board games heavily. And I'd say that was probably... I played my first game of D&D like 11 years ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it was... I I credit my D&D career to my friend Jeff. Jeff is the one who taught me how to play D&D. He was my first dungeon master. We played 3.5 and he is still my dungeon master. That's so cool. We're actually playing now. Uh, we're playing through Tomb of Annihilation. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. You, you, the, the relationships that you cultivate, especially with the people that you play Dungeons and Dragons with first, I feel like are some of the strongest bonds you can form. Like, 
depending on if the situation goes well because if it goes well you know you're kind of taking those people with you through your entire tabletop role play journey at least i have and it sounds like you have as well yeah so yeah and then how did that how did that kind of discovery of D evolve into D content creation well i took a little bit of a break from D for a while i got out of a relation a long-term relationship that was not the best especially near the end and I played D&D a lot with that person that person actually played with me and Jeff and Jeff's wife and our other friends and so I needed to just take a break from that for a while because you know D&D is a very emotional a very involved yeah mentally emotionally even physically sometimes hobby a lot of very strong memories are formed and and there was just a little bit of a, a little bit of a stank sour a sour taste left over yeah uh, on D for a while so so i took a little bit of a break but I, I was still super into it and all adjacent things i found critical role i got really into that <laughs> really into that <laughs> And I joined TikTok because one of my students told me I should join TikTok. Well, it was Musical.ly back then. Oh, wow. Uh, Yes. And so I made a Musical.ly account and I kind of, you know, messed around on there a little bit. And then it turned into TikTok. And then I found the critters on TikTok. Mm -hmm. They're powerful. They're powerful. Probably the second person I followed on TikTok was the governor. Okay. Yep. No, Josh. Very well. Yeah, Josh. And then it just sort of snowballed from there. I, I mostly lurked. I made a couple of video. I made a video about my cat. Yeah. Yeah. I did a duet with somebody uh, using an audio from Key and Peele. Um, oh. If any of you use a silly ass name, that oh, one, yeah, yeah. you're going to feel my wrath. That one. But then I, I, I saw somebody make a D and D story time mm-hmm. video, and this is after I I joined, I rejoined D and D, and I started playing Tomb of Annihilation with my friend Jeff. Yeah, yeah, and so I started telling stories about that game, uh, featuring uh, Jeff's son, who was a little guy who we were trying to get into D and D. And around the same time, as I was like reclaiming D&D, I started a D&D club at the school that I teach at. And so then I started making a lot of videos about D&D club. Yeah. And people really responded to that and started asking me questions about how to play D&D, how to get into D&D, where to find resources, where to find people to play with. And I sort of unintentionally at first became a resource for people to figure all this stuff out yeah and when i realized that that had been kind of become my role i just decided to run with that kind of double down on it yeah. yeah i made i made a video saying that hey people are already using me as this resource i'm just going to officially put myself out there <laughs> as a resource i will right. be your dnd mom i'll be your mom yeah and and then i just changed my name to the dnd mom and so now i'm apparently everybody's mom uh, Mother's Day was like one of the sweetest things that has ever happened. I was gonna happened say, how, to me. how wholesome was that? 
it must it was, have been incredible. I got so many messages. Ugh. I I people made videos about me. And I'm not an actual mom. Right. And I don't actually have an interest in becoming an actual <laughs> mom. <laughs> I have so many metaphorical children that I, I've yeah. had to fill. I mean, I'm a teacher. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a middle school teacher. I don't think I'd be able to do my job as well as I do my job, which is pretty well. If I had my own kids that I came home to sure. at the end of the day, I need to be able to go home, like take off my pants, <laughs> eat ice cream for dinner if I feel yeah. like it. If I want to play, you know, Zelda Breath of the Wild until I pass out. That that's my prerogative, like and I don't want adult would. <laughs> like yeah, a grown no. ass adult. I don't want to give that time up. I feel that, but I think yeah. your story is like this really beautiful, like snowball effect, right? You kind of you connect with with a community and, and the D and D community at large. There are the dark corners and the places that you know I don't really like to not acknowledge. Isn't the right way to say that, but just kind of look at and say, all right, that's not how we should be doing things around here but you've yeah. kind of managed to cultivate this really like helpful and, and connected and, and just loving community around, around the concept of you being the D and D mom from your time on TikTok, What have you taken from, from conversations with people in the community and how have you brought that back to say the D and D club or even your home games? People, especially now, yeah, but in general, <clears throat> before Coronaville want connection I think a big appeal of Dungeons and Dragons is this intimate interaction with other people yeah. that a lot of people don't have in their lives. There are a lot of very lonely people. And I didn't really think a whole lot about that before I, I got into all this community building because I'm a extroverted introvert i have plenty of people that i can socialize with if i feel like it <laughs> uh, you know a lifetime of friends yeah and i and my family lives close to me so like i don't ever feel that lack of social connection sure but so many people do and when i started getting to know people and just interacting with people in the community i saw this intense desire to be seen heard felt and it made me really sad and I feel this obligation not not like a work obligation but right, right. an ethical obligation to help people that's one of the reasons why I'm a teacher and I've been a teacher for so long and not left not right. left that that job, that calling. When I see people that are hurting, it hurts me. Hmm. And I think that the D&D community can do a lot to bring people together and alleviate some of that, that pain yeah. of, of the loneliness. I, it's a way to make f very fast friends very quickly. <laughs> yeah. But also you learn, you know, what kind of people you don't like. Sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm, you know what? Because <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's not know. even necessarily like I don't like that person, but like I don't <laughs> like being intimate with that person. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
that's the thing about about D and the community and especially the community that i've seen on like on tiktok especially there's this idea in in, in the concept of like adventuring adventuring parties and and D parties is a found family and i think that us, us as a community and and especially with people like you and these these pillars of this community you know kind of coming and and, and making this found family valid and kind of making people feel like they have a, a voice to say hey i like to play the game this way or i have trouble experiencing or or getting out my whether it be sexuality or uh, gender identity and and I can get through that with D&D and I can explore myself and, and understand myself a little better it's just the, the 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 idea of found family in D&D and in the community is just such a beautiful thing that I think people like you are are, are instruments in, in showing other people and I personally want to thank you for that because you know I, you're one of the first people I saw on TikTok when I when I jumped on and and just how welcoming everything was and how how involved you know, and it's just, it's, it's important that people see that. I appreciate that feedback. I do. Uh, You know, that being said, I think there is something to say about tolerance. Mm -hmm. I have the same view about D&D that I have about life in general, which is uh, you should be tolerant understanding and accepting of everybody except the intolerant if that makes sense so people who are intentionally exclusionary or who create unsafe spaces for their players Mm -hmm. or other players in games that they're in you know the traditional gatekeeper yeah trope the old guard (laughs) of you know what dnd used to look like sure which is you know, cishet yep. white men playing D&D in their garage or their yep. basement together, you know, for eight hours at a time who don't like change. And I would say that the hobby has grown so significantly that that is now a very small minority. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. But they're still out there. They're still maybe not actively working against expanding the community, but some of them are. Some of them are very, you know, they're trolls. They're trolls. And I don't have very much tolerance. Yeah, nor should you. I for mean, those I th- kind of people. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I get but I get flack. I get flack, you know. People are trying to expand the community, build this hobby out, and make it a mainstream thing. There are people that want to feel superior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's their own problem. And the the idea that like oh i liked this thing before it was cool and i resent that it is changing and starting to look like something other than me yeah it's but just, you see that everywhere that's not just in D. it's toxic fandom as a whole you know and it's just the this idea that like uh, this kind of unwarranted sense of ownership over a thing that is so fluid and so ever-changing like from the course of, of the late 70s to now, there have been five editions of the game with so many different expansions and so many different, like, like the, the Forgotten Realms are so big and, and you know, you have Critical Role being brought into, you know, the greater D&D universe. It's, it's not just one person's game. It never has been. You know, it's a shame that, that it has been perceived that way and people treat it that way. 
I, I gatekeepers are probably some of the most it's one of the things that gets me fuming the hottest <laughs> because yeah. it's just like just play the fucking game well it's sort of like when i think about it like this the gatekeepers are gatekeeping something that no longer exists yeah so they're not they're not standing on you know the inside of the gate anymore preventing people from coming in they're standing on the outside of the gate resentful yeah that the gate switch spots <laughs> the door they are outside yes, and the party's it, in there exactly if anything i am the gatekeeper of the gatekeepers like that's how <laughs> yeah. i view myself you are not a safe person therefore i don't want you around anybody that i care about which is all of these people correct yeah and i think it's just it's just cultivating that this collective of just understanding and and tolerance and and love that i think is the best part of this community because for as many loud intolerant and and bigoted voices there are there are so many more that are screaming in opposition there are so many more that are are willing to stand up and say no i'm not i'm not gonna sit idly by and watch that happen i was on twitter i just got on twitter i regret it (laughs) and i saw some guy just go on a tirade because this this company and i am blanking on the name made a a combat wheelchair for for fifth edition and this guy was like well that doesn't make a whole lot of sense i'm like what the fuck what are you talking about i mean there's a precedent for that already in like sci-fi so Uh. but you know that's people are ableism is a huge yeah is a huge problem everywhere like it's still one of the things that some people consider acceptable to punch down at yeah sure yeah you know there's and there's so many invisible disabilities and i think a lot of people that are on the outside of the gate now who are resentful don't like the idea of having to make changes to the game or adjustments or having Mm -hmm. it evolve in any way to accommodate other people yeah to, to make sure there's representation so everybody feels welcome they yeah. don't want their they don't want their game to change <sighs> and so the idea of a combat wheelchair is different and they don't realize how damaging it is yeah. to sit there and rail against this idea of a, com- a combat wheelchair which i don't know po- maybe in certain situations might not be the most practical thing but why We're not also include shooting it? Why fire not? Bo- yeah. Yeah. Why not include it? Right. Why, why not? The the only reason is because you're pedantic. Right. But, yeah, but right. the benefits of including something like a combat wheelchair are so, there are so many. You have people that feel like they're finally being seen in a media yes. that just like isn't, it hasn't shown them in like, you know they're they're the side character they're not the hero which yeah. is horrible and you sh- you should never feel that way you know the fact that people are actively fighting against that validation gross. is just it's fucking disgusting it's, it's like gross. please knock it off it's super gross but it's kind of this idea of, of purity of essence versus yeah uh, inclusivity yeah yeah that's just yeah but you know what if you're not gary gygax i actually don't care I don't what you think yeah exactly I, yeah. I do not even care and even i mean i don't care what the current i mean is it okay to 
Is it okay to diss Watsy on this podcast? Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure. Because they're they're pretty bad yeah. about blacklisting people, quietly yep. blacklisting people. And so I've had to do a lot of soul searching recently mm-hmm. about what my ideal relationship with Watsy would be with Wizards of the Coast. And honestly, I've come to the place where uh, if they don't want to have anything to do with me because I've been critical of some of their recent foibles, then that's fine. Yeah, I want to put the comfort of my players at my table and at everyone else's table first and foremost in my mind. Mm-hmm. And even if, you know, the authors of the Bible have a problem with that, well, they have a problem with that and that's fine. Once you put art into the world, it's subjective. Mm-hmm. It is not yours anymore. I'm a true, true uh, believer of death of the author. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you put something out there and something that is like such a skeleton system where you can add so much, you can take away, you know, it truly is not yours anymore. Like my yeah. books, I get them from www.thetrove.com. Free PDFs, wink, yeah. you know. You can you can enjoy a game without feeling like you're supporting a shill corporation. Yeah, yeah, and not everybody at Wazi is, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, but it's a systemic problem there. Correct. It's, yeah. it's at a systems level that the these all this virtual uh, virtue signaling that yeah. they're doing, all these quote first steps that they've been taking for mm-hmm. years and years and years, the act of pushing out of people from marginalized communities who are trying to make positive change within that that yeah. system. It's gross. It's gross. And you know, there are certain legacy titles that just need to go. They just mm-hmm. need to go. There is a no you you don't need to put a disclaimer on Oriental Adventures. You need, you need to, to stop yeah. selling it. <laughs> yep. You need to stop selling it. There are places where people can go to find Oriental Adventures if they so desperately want to use that. There's no reason to be selling it online anymore. No, I 100% agree. Yeah. And as long as they're still doing stuff like that, come on. Like, I'm sorry, that's not my brand. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I think it's totally valid because it's just, you you know, being careful with, especially as like creators and dungeon masters, what kind of content we're putting in front of the people that, that view what we're looking at or even the players at our table. It's important. And it's making sure that we're not alienating that one person at the table that might not agree with us or without proper discourse and being like, Hey, you know, for me as a dungeon master, I, I just wrapped up a year and a half long campaign on Monday. It's a Wednesday now. That's Um, wonderful. It's fresh. That's emotional. Oh, I bawled like a big baby boy. Mm. Um, But it was great. You know, it's three of my, my best friends played for a year and a half and, you know, it was, it was time to end that story. And, and like picking up on a, on a new story, I've enacted the, the D&D consent checklist. Yeah. I sent them all that form. Be like, hey, tell me what you want to see. Tell me what you do not want to see. If we need to have private conversation about things that are okay, things that may trigger you, let's have that dialogue. I want to make sure that I'm not alienating anybody at my table because that's the last thing I want to do. Exactly. You know? and, and I feel like in, in the position that I have as a white man, I want to be as open and as transparent with the people that I'm playing with. 
there's they're never whether it's intentional or not i do not want there to be any miscommunication with how i handle a game it's my responsibility it's everybody's responsibility as a dungeon master to have that uncomfortable conversation yeah i i think it's important i use the same checklist it's great yeah i don't remember who it was but there is this dm pretty well known I can't remember his name, but there was a pretty recent uh, scandal, essentially. He was streaming a live game, and there was a very uncomfortable scene that he was, like, insisting that was RP'd. And you could tell all of the players were very uncomfortable and did not like it, but didn't say anything. But you could tell, like, this is, this is icky and I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. It'll come I'm to me later. Comfortable with the energy that we've yeah. created in the studio today, and it and it was this big thing. It blew up afterwards, where he received a lot of flack. Yeah, and like did not back down, like did not apologize, did not acknowledge that that was inappropriate. I, you know, because uh, it was it was relevant to the story that he was trying to tell, and that's the story that you're trying to tell. <laughs> is like a big issue like a big yeah. red flag to me mm-hmm. as the dm your job is to create the playground and you you know obviously you want to have like story beats important goals for everybody yeah and you can kind of craft a world that guides you know the players from point a to point b or you know just have a bunch of points and let them go to whatever one yeah, they yeah, want yeah. but it's not your story. Right. It's everybody's story. I I like to take the my definition of a dungeon master is we we cultivate the player's stories. Yeah. I it's not my story. It never should be. And and if it is, then yeah, like you said, it becomes an inherent problem. And it, it puts the players in this kind of gross position of being like, oh, you're just my chess pieces. Like, I'll, I'll kind of move you and kind of <laughs> do to you what I deem necessary for the story to come to fruition. But yeah, that's not fun. No, <laughs> no. no, that's vanity. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Like, I've been working really hard on the, the stream that I'm doing yeah. on my channel in terms of like world building and creating you know a problem to be solved yeah. and i have a lot of ego tied into it because this is i've worked harder on this than i have on any D project that i've ever done yeah but in the end it's about making it fun for my players yeah yeah railroading is not fun for the players so it's just not gratifying no and it's it's not not fair to the players either (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you know they're putting in all this time and and you know i feel like DD is an even 50 50 split between player and dm involvement and dedication and and storytelling wise you know like we i think you explained it perfectly like we 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 build the playground for them to run around in and and they do the rest yeah but um you you segued perfectly. You started recently streaming on Twitch. I did. How how did that kind of come about with you? What made you want to kind of jump in and, and get started on that? Well, I have a pretty nasty case of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Oh yeah. And everybody, I think, to, does to some degree. Every content creator does oh, yeah. to some degree. 
Mine's pretty bad. I have a friend. Yeah, I'm pointing to yourself. Pointing at myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, sure I, do. I have a friend who's a video producer uh, who's produced a lot of stuff for Twitch. Yeah. And I mean, he's, when I say a friend, he is my best friend. He has been my best friend for 15 years. And he saw that I was, you know, gaining a following with, you know, the stories that I tell and the work that I'm doing with the community. And he was like, you need to grow that. Here are some different ways that you can do that. YouTube, Twitch, increasing your social media presence. I'm like, YouTube and Twitch, nobody's going to want to, no one's going to want to watch things that I make <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he was like no 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 they will they do I'm like I don't know about that no tr- they will yeah. just do it if you build it they will come sort of a yeah thing so I said okay well somebody believes in me I'll give it a I'll give it a go give it a shot. and then I, I started finding people in the community that had amazing things that they were working on but didn't have a platform sure i was like i have one do you want to let me lift you up yeah you know like that's important to me that people who are not well represented in the hobby have the opportunity to to get into the hobby first of all but then to shine it's like i can do that i can provide that right opportunity and so i i i have been (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we've had some really cool people on the channel doing some really interesting things with dnt and rpgs in general that i've yeah. never seen before never seen couldn't conceive and i'm so proud of all of them and these wonderful things that they've created and then i realized oh i, I have some things that i've made i things i'm working on yeah. i could show those to people too maybe other people like the things that i've made right i and yeah so far the reception has been positive so far, so uh, and i've met some really outstanding creatives yeah and actually i'll give you a little news hot off the presses oh shit okay so i'm i'm working on rebranding dnd mom twitch channel cool to be because you know everybody knows me D yeah. mom they come because they they like me and the things that i've done or helped produce but i've never ever wanted any of my endeavors to be vanity projects sure and i do feel to some degree that some things feel very cult of personality and i'm not that's not a place that i operate comfortably yeah yeah Okay. I mean, for me, it's always been about community building and the benefits of D&D and RPGs, you know, for everyone. Right. So my friend, Alex, Tiggy Biddles on TikTok. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Is collaborating with me. Oh, that's awesome. A partnership, if you will. And uh, the tentative new name, you're going to hear it first here. A commune podcast exclusive. Yes, yes. Uh, the Bard Community College. Oh, F's kiss. Yeah. That's so good. The flavor. The fl- is immaculate. The flavor is immaculate. Mm-hmm. The oh, the spice. Yep. So oh, that's that so is. Cool. Uh, we're. 
I mean, I view the channel already as like a collaborative platform yeah. for group storytelling, but I want it to officially, officially be that. Yeah. And I can't do that by myself. That's just a testament to how, how gracious you are with the community too, right? Just like, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of creators that would just be like, oh yeah, this is my thing. Like this is, this is my vanity project as you so eloquently stated, but it's like, nah, I'm here for the people, man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm here for, for the guy, gal or them that, that can't get on and can't be seen. And and I yeah. think that that is just, it's just, just, it's just beautiful. Like it's, it's incredible that. Well, I appreciate that. I think it's pretty incredible too with the response from people, you know, when I've been mentioning this to them uh, and just sort of trying to build a good, I hate the term stable because I don't like referring to my friends as horses, (laughs) 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 but I don't know another good word. It's well of awesomeness. Yeah. A collaborative, you know, uh, a community. We're, we're slowly grabbing you know, people on and saying, Hey, come and yeah, do this weird stuff with us. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, I don't want it to be a vanity project. I'm not comfortable with that. It doesn't feel if, I mean, it's so weird to me that people draw pictures of me. Sure. Sure. Like what? Never in my <laughs> wildest imagination yeah. would I have thought that someone would want to draw a picture of me. Like, I yeah. still don't understand it. I love it. It's great. It, it's great for my body dys- dysmorphia, but yeah, right. it's still really weird. <laughs> I I did the podcast first, and then I was I had a couple people that I interviewed for season one say, "Oh, like jump on TikTok. The community there is great, and you know we'd love to have you." And I was like, "I don't know. I'd have to show my face, and that's not something I'm very comfortable with." Nah, it's it's rough. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It's dangerous. Like people look at like they see that you have, you know, like me, I got a few extra pounds on there. Well, I feel like I have the just the correct amount of pounds. Yeah. But you know, you look at what is popular, what trends on that app, and it's very young. Yeah. Very thin people. And I am not very young and I am not very thin. And so for the longest time, I didn't want anybody to see anything from like my shirt collar down. That's how I shoot. Exactly. And it's been very hard for me to to slowly show more and more of my body. And even now, I'll do a whole body video. Like I made one recently where I was dancing around to this guy's song yeah. about uh, faulty logic and arguing. Great. That, that's the kind of thing I'll dance to. <laughs> um, now this is my shit. Yeah, this is my drum right here. <laughs> but that was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, like just, I have not gotten any body shaming con- comments yet. The the only one that I got was that someone said that I had a Karen haircut. I was like, okay, Karen. that's fine. I've had plenty of, of if that's your worst. Yeah, I've had plenty of disses on my personality, <laughs> but not on my body. Sure. And but I'm like always mentally prepared because I do see it. all these like there's there's a lot of beautiful people that I follow 
that are, you know, fully committed to like body neutrality and body positivity, body positivity as where it actually began, which was, you know, trying to demarginalize plus size bodies. Now it's, you know, you see these skinny white women, like I'm having a fat feeling day, body positivity. (laughs) I'm like, you don't understand what this means oh oh honey (laughs) oh honey you can you can shop at urban outfitters i cannot like it's it's a whole other whole other thing um but i see how they're treated like i see people if you go make a video that says my body is okay the way that it is thousands of people come out of the woodwork to tell you that it's not pitchforks it's gross it's it's scary like that's the reason why i don't want to show my full body is because i'm worried that there are going to be thousands of people who i mean that is like honestly fat folks that is like the remaining group of people that it's okay to punch down at oh for sure yeah for sure you don't know me you don't know my health my history you don't know my cholesterol or my activity levels are you have no idea anything about me but it's okay to be mean to me for whatever reason yeah i've always just had the yeah i had i had one video I, i just think i said something that someone didn't like pertaining to ironically enough gatekeeping at a D&D table. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the the comment was not a good way to be chunk. And I was like, oh, not what? a good way to be chunk. Chunk. Just just that like definitive like, oh, I don't know if you know this. Use one thick boy. And I'm like, well no <laughs> shit. I live in this body ass <laughs> every day. I, I wake know up. who I am. Yeah. And I recorded a response to it where I just laughed. <laughs> and I was like my first one great because you don't like you said you don't fucking know me yeah you don't know what i go through every day you don't know if you have a a, an in-depth relationship with my doctor and they've expressed that to you first off that's a violation of hipaa and i'm calling yeah but second of all just worry the fuck about yourself you seem to have a lot of issues that you got to deal with focus on that i'll focus on me honey like i'll I'll work on what i'm dealing with well it's all about kind of the level of acceptability in terms of like i said who it's okay to punch down at uh there will always there has always been and will always be people who derive their sense of self-worth from comparing themselves to others and finding others wanting. Yeah. That is just their locus of control is not centralized. They are constantly comparing themselves to other people because they feel bad about themselves and they're trying to, you know, everything they do is about feeling whole inside. It's just kind of, yeah. Just okay. trying to, trying to and, fill that void. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not okay to say the R word anymore. Right. Uh, or the n-word anymore uh the the social pressures are in place that say that's not acceptable way to get your you know social reinforcement it's your validation so they're yeah their validation so they're looking for whatever they can yeah i'm like oh it's still okay to make fun of fat people so that's <laughs> what i'm gonna do yeah. maybe question because mark? because you know what i do on a daily basis yeah off of this one interaction through a phone screen that yeah you know, it, uh, 
but you know that's again it comes back to my values which are yeah everybody is welcome no matter what they look like their health history their disability status Mm -hmm. their gender their orientation any of that like and I think that that's just a, a true tenant to to D&D as a whole, where it's like, hey, let's try and build something together. I don't care who you mm-hmm. are. I don't care who you love. I don't care what you identify as. Let's let's hopefully find a common ground and, 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 and build something and cultivate something together. And I think that I see you do it as a dungeon master. You did a, a wonderful stream for the, for the Trevor Project for, for three weeks, and you raised an incredible amount of money for for... That first night I bawled. I was sitting in my room with my girlfriend. We were watching the stream and I cried like a baby because it was just so beautiful to see this community just like hunker in. And and, and it's a testament to, to, once again, the idea of found family and like we're here to build each other up and we're yeah. here. Anybody is welcome and, and anybody is valid. And I think that that's a, a great thing that you do on, on your channel and, and the great way that you weaponize D&D to make it this kind of bastion of, of, of tolerance and change. Yeah, I like that weaponized D&D. <laughs> now that stream was nuts though. Like so it was good. bonkers. I didn't even know how to react. Uh, I was, I was, my plan was if we could get $200, yeah. that would be amazing. And everybody just really yeah, showed yeah. up. Every, every session too, people yeah. showed up. I was you, you up that ante like what two or three times? Oh yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> we got forty two hundred dollars yeah. by the time we were all said and done. It was bonkers. Was that your first stream on Twitch? Yeah. That's your first stream on Twitch and you made forty two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It wasn't the first thing that was on my Twitch channel, but it was the first thing that I, I ran and uh, it was wonderful. Made me very, yeah. uh, made me really realize that I've gone all in with the right group of people. For sure. And that I am actually it's it helps me combat that sort of imposter syndrome where i'm like oh, no i really i can do good things i can ha- i can help i can help maybe i can't fix you know enough problems to counteract you know the the larger actors in right. the world right now that are doing horrible horrible things but i i i'm not helpless sure i'm not helpless yeah and I think a lot of people feel really helpless right now. Especially right now. Yeah, right I now, think, yeah. Yeah. Like jumping in and talking to people in the community, like, and just being like, hey, you know, I'm always here if you need to talk. Or I, I was lucky enough to kind of, as soon as I found my, 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 and I'm still, I'm still very new. Like I, you know, so just jumping in and even talking to people, like, I remember I duetted a video of yours and you commented on it. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Like pe- people are, are visible and, and, and are, are so receptive to each other. And I think that, that especially in a time like right now, D and D is the best way, whether it's at a table or digitally to, to have those like raw emotional moments of like, we're together. And we're, we're always going to be together. And, and no matter what we go through, whether it's Coronaville or, or fighting Tiamat in a, a yeah. lava filled dungeon, like 
We're fighting, fighting literal fascists. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck that guy. You know what? <laughs> so many, there are so many people, heroes of fiction. Yeah. Who fully believe that we should be punching Nazis in the face. And, you know, I, I live by that. I, that is a mantra that I repeat mm-hmm. every night before bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Gestapo is bad. Like that's <laughs> what we need to remember. The Gestapo is bad. The Gestapo, the Gestapo is bad. Um, yeah, sorry. No, but it's very hard for me to have conversations with people, especially nowadays that don't veer at least slightly into politics, because I see a lot of what is going on in the world right now as being directly antithetical with the core beliefs that I have and strive to promote in our community. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I get, I get a lot of comments, a lot of comments, like the most critical comments I think I get uh, on my videos are, you need to keep your politics out of Dungeons and Dragons, just make Dungeons and Dragons videos. I'm like, what game have you been playing that doesn't address political and social issues? All right, Tom, you literally overthrew a tyrannical government in game two sessions ago yeah do you not understand that the parallels exist right yeah i mean that's one of the the inspirations for the game that i'm running right now is i it's almost sort of like a a a small to medium-sized fuck you to those people (laughs) where i'm gonna run a game that is 100 about all of these issues is this the rift yeah, this is the rest. Yes. yes. So cool. We are, this is going to be about racism. This is going to be about economic disparity. This is going to be about refugee crises. This is going to be about the things that are happening. Fascism. I mean, we're going to talk about these issues because they are important. If you shy and- away from these issues, both in real life and at the table, you scare me. <laughs> It's like, what do you do? Like, how you just walk around every day with fingers in your ears yeah. and your eyes closed, going la 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 la. I can't hear you. Yeah. Keep your social issues out of my D and D. Like, no, honey. No, no, no. Participate in your democracy. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's valid. That is valid. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a nice place to wrap it up. Okay. You were you were an absolute delight to have here. Thank, oh, thank you for you. jumping on and having this my pleasure. Wide spanning, incredible conversation with me. Now is your shameless plug time. Tell the people oh, yes. where you are, what you're doing, projects. Yes. Uh so like I mentioned, we have the D D Mom Twitch channel. That is the the thing that we are trying to grow most aggressively right now, and it may will not continue to be called that. Uh like I said, the the working title right now is Bard Community College, but we would love to see you over there. Uh, give us a follow. We are doing regular weekly content. We have a regular D&D campaign that I'm running. We have a regular mothership RPG campaign that we're running. We have charity drives still. We just had one to raise money for Save the Children, uh, and we're going to continue to build out the programming from there. The goal is to have at least three things a week that you can come in and check out and watch. 
so yeah we'd love to see you over there if you haven't already followed and you know i've got instagram too i'd love to see you instagram instagram is is better than tiktok in a lot of ways because i can do videos but also it's very reliably going to be shown to everybody who's following so if you want to keep up to date on what's going on with the channel that is definitely the best place to follow because you will see all of the updates yeah and all of those socials will be will be linked in the in the description of this episode yes so i appreciate that a lot you're incredible oh thank you you're wonderful too thanks for coming all right we'll see you in the next adventure guys good night Firstly, thanks again to Shanda for coming on and having this amazingly spicy conversation with me. The links to her socials along with Bard Community College can be found in the description of this episode. My biggest takeaway from this conversation is that our community is a family. We are meant to build each other up and support one another. We do not accept exclusionary behavior or bigotry here. That's not what this community is for. Please make sure to leave a review. It really helps out the show and lets me know what you think. With that said, I'll see you guys in the next adventure.